I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. I am still not Juliet. And I am not Theo again. And this still. is Apologies Accepted, right? The podcast. Always. Did I get the name right? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what I'm going to come out with one of these days. Uh, so, same. How are you, Theo? It's so good to see you and your plants in the background. so great. Yes, we have winter weather in Austin, and nobody knows what to do. It is snowpocalypse. Uh, it has not snowed yet, but it will. And this will be the second time ever since I've lived here 11 years that it snowed wow. twice. Uh, maybe it snows for an hour or two every five years. And it's pretty. It lays on the ground for 15 minutes, and it goes away. So uh, everybody is tucked inside and... Afraid. If it's going to be 20 degrees or whatever, it's going to stay on the ground longer than that, don't you think? I don't know a lot about snow. <laughs> That's true. You lived in North Carolina and then California and now yeah. Texas, so you're not the snow expert. Well, we'll find out next week. It'll be exciting. I'm glad you brought your plants inside because they're really nice looking plants and they deserve to be treated well. It, it, which makes it look like I care a lot about plants and I'm some sort of a plant person, and I am totally not. I just buy plants that are hard to kill. Are. <laughs> no, no. It turns out that uh, baby olive trees are just really hardy. Wow. They, they outlawed, I believe they outlawed olive trees in Arizona because they give people such bad allergies. I am just a rebel. Ah, uh, I see. Of course. The naturally. minute they outlawed olive trees, I went out and I bought some. <laughs> you bought some. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? We're talking about Ted Yoho. Ted Yoho. Yoho ho and a bottle of rum. And his... That's not the only joke I wrote for this episode. Oh boy, I'm glad. But it's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, everybody. Apologies in advance. Yeah, apologies in advance. Um, so, okay, so let's get into it. So here is how I imagine this went down, right? Uh, okay, so, right. So Ted Yoho and uh, AOC and the... the uh, encounter that they had yes yes so in july 2020 our friend representative alexandria ocasio-cortez was walking gracefully up to the steps of the capitol dressed to fucking kill thinking about an upcoming vote when now former representative ted yoho of florida slimed up to her on the steps leaned over her elegant five foot four frame shoved his finger in her face and started screech whining at her about how poor people are less than human and her ideas about treating them with respect are ridiculous Ocasio-Cortez looked him up and down, calmly said, rude, and continued up the steps and into the building, while Yoho, now joined by Representative Roger Williams, a Republican from Texas, who had joined Yoho and had started screaming at Ocasio-Cortez about throwing urine for some reason, walked down a few steps before Yoho mindlessly uttered, fucking bitch. Or he said bullshit. He denied calling her a bitch. He says he muttered the word bullshit. And this is something I played during a game I played when this, all of this happened, uh -huh. right? 
Did you play this game where you say the word bullshit yeah. and see if it sounds like fucking bitch? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. And then I was like, if I'm on a stairway and maybe I'm 10 feet away and the wind's blowing, <laughs> could it still, you know, does bullshit turn into the tender caressings of yeah, fucking right. bitch? <laughs> I mean, what does it even matter if he said that she's a fucking bitch or called her ideas bullshit? It's it's kind of all rude, in my opinion. I, I mean, honestly, it it's all ridiculous. Uh, there are ways in which we work through our differences with people. Right. And calling somebody names isn't what we're supposed to do. And, and I think we all learned that in kindergarten. We don't call people's oh, ideas Christ. bullshit. Only if, on podcast are you allowed to do this. That's right. If I did this in my job, I would be fired so fast. People get fired for this. People do. And she should have been probably. But anyway, so the next day, um, our dear friend AOC told Yahoo News, Yoho comes up to me and puts his finger in my face and flies off in a rage. He started going off about shootings and bread and nonsense, calling me crazy, shameful, out of my mind, etc. At first I tried to talk to him, but that just made him yell over me more. I said he was being rude and this was unbelievable and started to walk away. He said, I'm rude. You're calling me rude? And I just kept walking to my vote. So she then said that she confronted him later that day um, about what he did, and she said he doubled down, yelling at me again for a second time later in the afternoon. So um, it was unpleasant all the way around. Um, the guy that was there, Roger Williams from Texas, um, said that he hadn't heard the discussion, but in a tweet uh, the following morning, I think, um, AOC accused him of having blatantly lied. Uh, you were yelling at me, too, she wrote, about throwing urine. I don't get the throwing urine thing. I never quite got to the bottom of where the urine was allegedly have thro have was thrown. What? It's, yeah, it's something that she's reported and she didn't go into great detail. It was just mentioned in a tweet. I couldn't find anything on it either. And I don't know any expressions that are like, yeah, you're so bad. I'm just going to throw urine out the right, window. Right, right. I don't know. No, I you're a pile of urine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm going to throw urine at you. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm just going to pee. <laughs> Maybe what he meant to say, maybe what he said, this is where she actually misheard something. Shame uh -huh. on her. Uh -huh. You're in trouble. You're in Thank trouble. You. You're in trouble. <laughs> so, um, um, AOC told the Hill that she never had that kind of confrontation ever. Um, I've never had that kind of abrupt, disgusting kind of disrespect levied at me. In all these intense news cycles, I have never, ever been treated that way by another member before. I'm frankly quite taken aback. So why was Yoho mad? Who is Ted Yoho, Theo? So Ted Yoho, um, not a lot out there on him. Uh, prior to really, uh, really until he entered Congress, there's just not a lot there. So uh, he, in my opinion, is the embodiment of all-American 1950s white culture. Mm. Uh, he was born in Minneapolis, Minnesota on mm. April 13th, 1955, which makes him an Aries. That might explain mm. some of this. Aren't you an Aries? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I'm, I'm an early Aries. He's uh, a later Aries. You're more so like Pisces. I'm, the sweeter fruit of the Aries vine. The good side, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, and so at the age of 11, he moved to Florida. And uh, in elementary school, he met his second wife, Carolyn, in the fourth grade. 
They were married 19 years late. 19 years later. They were married at the age of 19. Wait, so, he met his second wife, Carolyn, in the fourth grade? He met his first... Did I say his second wife? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, when did he meet his first wife? His first wife, <laughs> Isabel, died tragically <laughs> on the playground in the third grade. <laughs> Whoa. That's the real shame. Nobody tells you about the horrors of elementary. I mean, the horrors. <laughs> Just to be clear, that was horrors of elementary school. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, back to Ted Yoho. Um, <laughs> no, so um, Ted Yoho met his first and only wife, Carolyn. <laughs> When they were both in the fourth grade at appropriate age to be in the fourth grade. He wasn't the substitute teacher. Uh, this went off the rails real quick. Um, oh, that's all right. It's fun. But that's, yeah. Okay. So, uh, so, so, uh, so he met his wife uh, while they were children. They were childhood sweethearts and they got married early at the age of 19. Uh, he went to community college, and yeah. then he climbed up the educational ladder. He went to the University of Florida. <laughs> then he went to the University of Florida of uh, Veterinary Medicine, and then uh, got his uh, doctorate. And he his doctorate, is a he got a doctorate, or did he get a DVD a, or whatever? A it is? VD, <laughs> veterinary doctor. Okay, is what he got. Right. All right. Um, and I looked that up. That's that's a certified. DBM. That's how you say it. They're they're all uh, they're not all. He's the VD. Okay. Um, okay. Let's see. So he is a member of the American Veterinary Medical Association because duh, he would have to be. Florida Veterinary Medical Association, Florida Association, and I'm sorry to inform you of equine practitioners. I know how much you love horses. Oh. Um, yeah, and uh, the Florida Cattlemen's Association, and. No surprise, the National Rifle Association. So he's essentially the generic white guy, um, but even worse, the the idealized version of the generic 1950s white guy. So childhood sweethearts, got yeah. married, still married, a lot of kids. Great. Right. Worked his um, way up to being a veterinarian. Worked his way up, yeah. became a doctor. Um, vets are amazing. Uh, she's not my friend, but I want my vet to be my friend. <laughs> so I'm getting a dog just so I can see Dr. Heidi again. Aww. I love you, Dr. Heidi. <laughs> um, but not in a romantic way. Oh, should I? No. Okay. Let's see. Uh, okay. So what, who, given that he's just 1950s generic white guy, what are his politics? So, uh, let's see. He's a Tea Party Republican. Already, we you can the stuff just starts to write itself. Uh, he defeated an old old term old Republican, a guy named Cliff Stearns, uh, who was first elected to office in 1988 and was running again in 2012. Yeho won by uh, just one percent. Wow! And yeah, and it's a ruby red district, so no surprise he beat the Democrat by uh, 65 to 32. And then, and let's see, in 2013, he supported a birther investigation into Obama's birth certificate. Remember right. all that? Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and he also thought that a tax on tanning beds was racist against white people because Whoa. brown people don't use them. So the only people who would be paying this tax would be the white people who are Whoa. trying to be brown. Oh, that's crazy. 
Well, yeah, that is a little. He's got a couple of things out there. He's got a lot of things that are crazy, but even even in the world of crazy, like that's just a stupid idea. But whatever. Yeah. Um, so obviously he's pro gun. He's a gun owner. He supports concealed carry laws, and he carries a gun with him at all times when he's at home in Florida. So don't approach him. Jeez. Um, he's compared having a gun to having a cell phone, and uh, he says, "I have the right to protect myself." And I feel like I have a very good aim. My wife is better. <laughs> and that statement right there to me, that's just somebody who's afraid. Right? <laughs> I'm letting you all know I've got a gun. And if you come after my wife, she'll shoot you too. Yeah. So these are people who definitely should have guns. Um, let's see. And uh, he's all for guns at the Capitol, uh, probably even still, even after the insurrection. I read that Here's... he voted against making lynching a federal hate crime. Ah, that was my big surprise for you, but I see uh, that you know Wikipedia, too. <laughs> I was like, lynching, it's a federal hate crime. I mean, hi, what? Hello? Okay. If that's not a federal hate crime, what is? I was very surprised. So they, you can always find common ground with somebody. And in these, in these stories, I do like to, not that I like to, but I do put myself in the villain's shoes. Yeah. Right? Um and so there's always common ground. Drugs. He's all for uh, states determining their own laws around marijuana. Huh. Um, and I'm, I couldn't be more surprised. And he supports the medical use. So he's not all bad, except uh, mostly bad. He supported uh, Texas versus Pennsylvania and that bullshit thing about Trump, of course, you know. Uh, won the presidential election, and he's still presidenting just from Florida. Um, and I would say the only thing that seems honorable about him um, that I can point to would be he said that he would only run for four terms, and he stuck by that, four that terms. promise. You mean two terms? Oh, uh Somehow in here I have four terms, but I also said Carolyn was a second wife and she's his first. So <laughs> let's just say instead of the number of terms, Juliet, what's most important yeah. is that I'm right <laughs> somehow. I know he, yeah, he joined in 2013 and now he's retired. So however many terms that comes out to, it's two years for 12, 30, 40, 70, 90. I guess terms. it was four. Yeah. Okay. See? You're right. I know. I know. <laughs> I didn't question my rightness at all. Um, and he's also anti-choice, not surprisingly. Oh, well, I mean, come on. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm sure he has a picture of a fetus on a T-shirt somewhere in his house. Uh, and he was replaced by his chief of staff, his former chief of staff. So uh, she is now the rep for District 3. Um and then, yes, and so there's not too much about him. I was looking for anything, like, did he have an affair? Couldn't find anything. Um, I thought maybe for a while, oh, maybe he's, like, super Christian. And he's Christian, but he's not one of those Avenue C guys. Mm. So, um, yeah, let's see. So we've talked about the the AOC encounter because, unfortunately for Ted Yoho, this is the most interesting thing that's happened to him in his yeah. career. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. Uh, the only instance of uh, Ted Yoho fighting with anybody I could find was mm -hmm. the AOC encounter. Yeah. Weirdly, he's never called a man disgusting. 
Well, that's crazy. Or it's never been reported. Anywhere. Who would believe that? Well, I Targeting mean, that's... a woman? I don't get that's it. That's where I don't know, right? It's like, maybe he did confront, uh, I don't know, name a... Name a liberal. Maybe he did confront Bernie Sanders and said, "You're disgusting." And Bernie unlikely. Sanders was like, "Yeah," Meh. and it so, didn't get reported. I have some stuff unlikely. on that later, but yeah. Um, oh, good. Okay, because I need that. Okay, so right. he was—he is obviously not going to be AOC's biggest fan, right? Clearly. Yeah, and he was mad about some statements that she made during a virtual town hall in early July about a recent spike in crime in New York City. Exactly. And she had argued that unemployment and poverty were partly to blame for the spike in crime and that more policing was not the answer, which Fox News and all the other conservative news outlets um, took to mean that she was making excuses for violent crime. Of course they would. Um, She said, Republicans are all upset that I'm connecting the dots between poverty and crime. I know most of them haven't experienced or seen these issues firsthand, but I have. This may be hard for them to admit, but poverty and crime are highly linked, both violent and nonviolent alike. And uh, during the virtual town hall itself, she had said that crime is a problem of a diseased society which neglects its marginalized people, and policing is not the solution to crime. So she had gone on to propose that economic desperation caused by the coronavirus pandemic, combined with glitches in the delivery of federal stimulus checks and unemployment payments, has helped trigger the crime spike. So she said they're in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night. Which is the eternal question of Lemiz. And these guys have clearly never been to a Broadway show, right? Because without Jean Valjean stealing a loaf of bread, we have no Anne Hathaway in that movie. Yeah. Right. What a tragedy that would be. Um, and so in that typical way that that Fox News pundits have of taking any event and twisting it in just such a way as to fit a narrative, Mike Huckabee said, there's a big difference between shoplifting and cold-blooded murder. And for her not to know the difference is frankly astonishing, <laughs> which, which wasn't even the fucking thing. Like, right. She didn't even mention that. It, it wasn't even a part of the conversation. Of course, she had to put it in there to make it sound like she's ridiculous because that's, that's the... Uh, um, the that's attempt. the story. That's the story. She's ridiculous. Yeah. She's crazy. She's she's nuts. So, um, did you um, have you seen Cat Cabaret? Uh, yeah. <laughs> with, Trick question. With Liza yes. Minnelli. With Liza Minnelli. Well, is there another Cabaret? Yeah, there's the other one that I really want to see, no. but I don't think there's a no. recording of it. So. There wouldn't be. There's not. There's only one, <laughs> and it's that one. Uh, I think the other one's probably pretty good too, but. I, I watched about two thirds of it and then I thought, well, okay. And that was, that was, that was my experience with cabaret. You know, I just don't like Liza Minnelli. I'm probably. Me either. Okay, good. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate her. <laughs> I um, hate her. What's to hate? Well, I mean, there, there are people that I, actors that I just like the idea of them. I hate. Right. Yeah. Um, and now I can't think of one. Uh, but yeah. So I'll say this about Liza Minnelli. I had a, I had a, God, I'm sure this professor will never hear this podcast or this episode. So I had this really dumb class called Hollywood and something. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of it was we had to watch a bunch of movies. And one of those movies we had to watch was A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God, Liza Minnelli. Jesus Christ, please. That's not Liza Minnelli. Um, oh, the original. Oh, there was one before. Oh, okay. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Know. We tried to watch that Barbara Streisand one, and it, uh, I was like, oh, my God. That Barbara Streisand one, it's like she shows up, and she never leaves the screen. Uh, She's in every every shot. Wow. She doesn't have a typical. job. Nobody's looking for her. She just meets this guy who's, uh, or he discovers her or whatever. Like, the Barbara Streisand one was a train wreck. Oh. Um, it, okay. it made no sense. Okay. It was the Lady Gaga one came out. was good. Well, I think Barbara Streisand. Right, 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 right. Disco. She could read a phone book and people would pay to people go see it. People would pay for it, yeah. Um, so, anyway, the whole point of this was that I went into the original Star is Born thinking it was going to suck. Yeah. And, oh my fucking God, Liza Minnelli was like, I was floored. Yeah. I still don't love her. Right. But talented, totally. Huh. Maybe I'll Not watch in it. a Mel Gibson kind of way where he's talented, but racist. It's more that... Is she racist? Well, I mean, she's 1950s. Well, I suppose everyone's racist. But did she come out saying, you know, the Jews? Or... <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's where we take the Fox News template and we start twisting things to fit narratives that we want. Liza Bedelli was an incurable racist. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, we're in so much trouble now. She's known to carry the brick with her at all times. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> okay, can we? <laughs> um, so the next uh, bit that I have... <laughs> um, someone asked Yoho whether he would be apologizing for his outburst and for calling AOC a fucking bitch. And Yoho lied. I can't apologize because I didn't say that. However, several congressmen actually stood up and strongly condemned Yoho, demanding an apology on AOC's behalf, including House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, whose name I love, Steny, who stated, Mr. Yoho owes not only the congresswoman an apology, but an apology on the floor of the House. And Minnesota's Dean Phillips tweeted, like AOC, I believe poverty to be a root cause of crime. Wonder why Representative Yoho hasn't accosted me on the Capitol steps with the same sentiment. Shameful. And Arizona's Ruben Gallego wrote, I have suggested the same thing that AOC has. Poverty and unemployment lead to crime. Weird. Neither Yoho or any other member has ever talked to me that way. So after the men asked, Yoho did stand up in the house and say, I rise to apologize for the abrupt manner of the conversation I had with my colleague from New York. It is true that we disagree on policies and visions for America, but that does not mean we should be disrespectful, said Yoho, adding, having been married for 45 years with two daughters, I'm very cognizant of my language. What the fuck? The offensive name-calling words attributed to me by the press were never spoken to my colleague, and if they were construed that way, I apologize for their misunderstanding. Yoho continued, as my colleagues know, I'm passionate about those affected by policy. And here's the funny part. My wife Carolyn and I started out together at the age of 19 with nothing. We did odd jobs and we were on food stamps. I know the face of poverty and for a time, it was mine. I just can't get over that. Anyway, this is why I know people in this country can still, with all its faults, rise up and succeed and not be encouraged to break the law. I will commit to each of you that I will conduct myself from a place of passion and understanding that policy and political disagreement be vigorously debated with the knowledge that we approach the problems facing our nation with the betterment of the country in mind and the people we serve. I cannot apologize for my passion or for loving my God, my family, and my country. Da, da, da. Fuck off. Seriously. I what mean, a, nobody first. 
I know we're not at the point yet where we're, we're at yeah. the apology analysis. Yeah. But nothing in that addresses the issue at nope. all. Nope. Nobody's, nobody said shit about your God. Nobody nope. said anything about your wife. Nope. It didn't come up. Right. Nope. And all this did was give um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez a, a great opportunity to publicly address this non-apology and the situation. Yep. Um, and her takedown, her analysis was so good, so moving, and exactly on point. You know, she didn't she didn't take it to places it didn't need to go. Yep. Um, whereas I agree with her, uh, her statement that he is using his wife and daughters as a shield. Look, I've got kids. I'm so nice. Yeah, right. Yeah, she said, so she said, I never spoke to a representative Yoho before he decided to accost me on the steps of the nation's capital yesterday. Believe it or not, I usually get along fine with my GOP colleagues. We know how to check our legislative sparring at the committee door, but hey, bitches get stuff done. And then to underscore the point, she posted a video of herself in front of the dome of the Capitol building set to Doja Cat's boss bitch, which was good. I'm just going to say, everybody should have gotten the memo by now. Don't fuck with AOC. You will lose. Totally. Yeah. And and for his apology, she quickly tweeted after his floor speech that it wasn't an apology. Republican response to calling a colleague disgusting and a fucking bitch with, I cannot apologize for my passion and blaming others, she wrote. I will not teach my nieces and young people watching that this is an apology and what they should learn to accept. Yoho is refusing responsibility. She further tweeted that Yoho does not apologize or name any action he did, does not accept responsibility, lies. This was not a conversation. It was verbal assault. Says everyone else is wrong and the incident never happened. Mr. Yoho mentioned that he has a wife and two daughters. I am someone's daughter, too. My father, thankfully, is not alive to see how Mr. Yoho treated his daughter. My mother got to go, got to see Mr. Yoho's disrespect on the floor of this house towards me on television. And I am here because I have to show my parents that I am their daughter and they did not raise me to accept abuse from men. I mean, it's beautiful. Again, it's just, it is, it's a perfectly crafted rebuttal. And, you know, I mean, at the same time, it's also. What am I trying to say? Like, I don't want to say it feels... Of course I'm going to support AOC, right? So I I want to keep in mind that, like, uh, it's very easy to pile on Ted Yoho for being a moron. Yeah. Um, And not that I don't want to do that, but I just want want listeners to be aware that I'm very well aware that I have a bias. And so I might not be looking at the situation fairly. I mean, does poor Ted Yoho have a point? I love you. Nobody can see the look on your face. And the look on your face is so like, why are you talking about why the earth is flat and there's no gravity? I mean, no, he doesn't have a point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. We just, we need to raise that, right? So that we don't, we're not accused of being so terribly one-sided. Yeah. Uh, But I mean, this is an easy, it's an easy, it's unfortunate, and apparently it's a very common uh, scenario. Oh, yeah. Um, One that I not qualified to to speak on. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find a woman anywhere 
who had not been called a fucking bitch for something as simple as existing. Like, if you sit there and you have the wrong expression on your face, you might be called a fucking bitch. So, um, it totally happens all the time. Uh, women are constantly accosted by men who think they should be doing something other than whatever it is they're doing. So it happens a lot on Twitter, I think. And when I had a feminist magazine, it happened a lot in email. I got a lot of death threats and um, stuff like that. Oh, you never told me that. Well, I just thought it was stupid. I mean, and this is totally my my response to the death threats that I got. I got tons of death threats every day. Uh, email, you know, but, but to me it's just, oh, this is email. These people don't know me. They, they're mostly anonymous. They're not going to kill me. I'm just going to shove all these emails right into the trash. And that worked for me. Now, but a lot of people who get death threats on Twitter um, take them very seriously. And it may be because the times have changed. I mean, that was 20 years ago. It's and, Times have changed. It's very easy to find out who somebody is now. It seems yeah. like it should be impossible. But uh, if somebody wanted to invest the time, they could ease. I shouldn't say easily because I don't, I don't really no, know. But you're easy. right. It's, and it's it was, easier It was now. pretty easy back then, too. I mean, it was uh, you could if you looked up my domain name, it, would, it had my address. So it was oh. easy to find out who I was, but, you know, but whatever, you know, what works for one person doesn't always work for someone else. So, um, I don't blame any women for being afraid when they get death threats. It's, it's frightening. Yeah. I've never gotten a death threat really? and of all people on the planet. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I've had people say, I'm going to fucking kill you, Yeah, but it's usually followed by a hug. Oh, I'm going to fucking kill you with love. <laughs> no, I, I've never had a death threat. Uh, never, ever, ever. Um, Have you I've become been a threatened. fucking bitch? Mm, I mean, undeservedly, no. <laughs> For having the wrong expression on my face, no, no. Um, yeah. Uh, no. So I just have to say that you know, it's, it's, I, 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 I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the whole topic of, you know, harassment against women just because it's so constant and it's everywhere. And I don't have a whole lot to add to what other people have more smartly said than me. But, um, yeah, it happens all the time. So and then and it seems like Ted Yoho is just not a nice man, because when she went up to him like the next day or something and said, if you do that to me again, I won't be so nice next time. And he said, oh, boo hoo. Which is like, what is he, 12 I mean, what's going on? He's very 12. Uh, How how do we end up with these babies, like, in in Congress? These men who are... Other babies elected them. I I mean, I don't know if you've been to Florida's third district. (laughs) Oh, I hear bad things about Florida. It's a shame. I lived there for five years. Uh, Not by choice. I was a child. Such a beautiful state. It was great. I loved it. Florida was amazing. Yeah. and Florida gets picked on unfairly a lot because they have the sunshine law where every crime is public record or something. So it's really easy right, for right. Yeah. media to go in and like, what crazy. And there is that website, you know, a Florida man.com or a Florida right. right. and just tells you all the crazy Florida stuff. Yeah. And yeah, the crazy stuff happens everywhere. So Florida, I'm sorry. I know you get picked on a lot. You are yeah. the redheaded stepchild in America. And I am sorry to the redheaded stepchildren in America. That's like a racist saying. Did you know that? The look on my face right now uh-huh. as one of glee because <laughs> good. It's, you're gleeful because you said something racist? Yeah, about redheaded stepchildren? Totally. 
But I mean, everyone like hates them. I'm sorry. Oh God, this is terrible. I'm going to go straight to hell. Well, you are going straight to hell. So, um, you're right. I should double down. <laughs> That's exactly what I was um, thinking. I could see why. I'm I not mean, sure if it I, is or not. Now I'm getting different answers. So maybe it's not. I'm so different. it is in that, uh, People who are air quotes around ginger yeah. get picked on a lot in the UK for being ginger. Uh, in my family, which has some Irish blood, there is nothing better than red hair. Like that is something that people want to have. Um, my mother dyed her hair red in Auburn for a long while. And it's it's just a glorious trait. So I was thinking that it was like um, the only way you would get a redheaded stepchild, but that's a stepchild, so I don't know. Never, let's just not. I'll, I'll research We're gonna this have to and get it's, back to everyone later, so we'll figure it out. We'll find an apology. We'll make an about apology. redheaded stepchildren. <laughs> this will be my mission this okay, week to good. find that, good. and that'll be our next episode, and then we can talk about the genetics and commingling of gingers and brunettes and non gingers. Um, non-gingers. Okay, so do you want to talk about the apology? Uh, I mean, the short answer is yes, but also it just is such a non-apology and AOC did such a great job talking about the apology that anything I said would just simply be any analysis I have uh-huh. would not be the analysis she did. It would well, just be I regurgitation of her I think I'm just as good words. as AOC, so I'm going to analyze the apology. Good, please. So, <laughs> so it starts out okay with, I rise to apologize, right? You can't go too far wrong with that. Um, but then he changes the subject and minimizes the offense by saying he rises to apologize for the abrupt manner of the conversation, which is not what was in question. Furthermore, he claims he didn't do anything wrong, saying that, his words were never spoken to my colleague. So I didn't say fucking bitch to her. I said it to the mouse in my pocket. Right. It was someone else's fault. Furthermore, words never spoken to my colleague. And if they were construed that way, I apologize for my colleague's misunderstanding. So AOC misunderstood that I was talking to her and not the mouse in my pocket. It's all her fault. It's all her fault. all that says. And then he goes on to refuse to apologize by saying, I cannot apologize and praise Jesus and wave the flag for loving my family, my God and my country. And what the hell that has to do with calling AOC a fucking bitch? I have no idea. Who herself is a Christian and a believer. Is she? Yeah. That's too bad. Well, no, I mean, it, that, <laughs> but that's fine. we can't all be perfect. We can't all be perfect. She's pretty close. She's pretty close. She's pretty um, close. But yeah, she's gotten death threats. She's been followed. She's been harassed. She's gotten bomb threats. And in a secret Facebook group, the um, border border protection agent circulated Photoshop yeah. images of her being violently raped, which is horrific. So all geez. of those men should have to sit down with their mothers and show them the images and explain to their mothers why they thought that was a good idea to do. Well, it depends what their mothers are like. I think they should just be fired. <laughs> oh. Well, and that too. And that but, too. <laughs> but then so, bring the mommies in. And then bring the mom and the grandmothers. The nanas. The nanas. Yeah. So if we rate the apology, which we're now going to do, so from one to ten, with one being the crappiest, lamest apology of all time, and ten being perfect, how would you rate this apology? 
I mean, I'm going to give it the lowest score. And if if one is the real uh, limit, then let's call it a two because maybe there'll be an, another apology. This is the worst apology I've heard. Yeah, it, I rank it right up there with Bill Clinton's apology yeah, to Monica that was Lewinsky. Pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, I give it a one because he uses the word apologize, so that's the reason it gets a it gets a one. Well, then maybe you should get a two, but because one is the lowest. But that's all because he lies, he deflects, he blames other people, and he panders, and I hate pandering. Oh, absolutely! It's a, it's a complete non-apology, and and this was my thing, right? It's sort of like, why did this happen? The guy's leaving office. Right. It's his last year, right? Uh, he's so he doesn't need to, to, I don't know, to get approval from his district because yeah. he's not going to run again, right? Yeah. So there's no political points in his district to be scored mm-hmm. for confronting AOC. He doesn't know the press is around, or he claims he doesn't know that the press is around. Uh, and at this point, now that I'm mentioning the press, I have to uh, jam in here that The Hill, which is the... Uh, online newspaper that reported this incident was founded in 1994 by a guy named Jerry Finkelstein. Huh. Yeah. And I just love that I get to say Finkelstein (laughs) because that is the best last name I've ever heard. I went to grade school with a Finkelstein. Stinnerstein. Stun. Okay. Not related. I got real excited. (laughs) I was like, you've got to find him now. Yeah. I wonder Um, what he's doing. And so, well, uh, he didn't found the hill, apparently. Yeah. So I get this point. Who cares? Um, Also, he's not a Stein. Uh, All right. So where was I going with that? It was, so this must be how Yoho actually really feels. And he did this in front of Roger Williams from Texas. And I was like, okay, so... is this a show for Roger Williams? Why does he confront AOC? Right? She never said, you, Ted Yoho, are the face of poverty and your face is a crime. She never, I mean, she didn't say anything about him at all. Right? Not his district. has nothing to do with Florida. Why? Why he felt empowered to approach a woman and, and yell in her face. That I get. Yeah. The rules are set up in his favor. The culture is set up in his favor. Yeah. I, I get all that, right? Who is the show for? And right. I'm wondering if, well, he promised never to run for Congress again. Mm. He's only going to serve X number of terms. But Roger Williams is under uh, uh, what's-his-butt's uh, wing. Um, oh, God, Rick. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't. The Texas governor and secretary of energy for a while. Uh I'm going to have to Google his name. I don't know. It is When I say it, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, uh, Rick, Texas, Rick Perry. Mm. Rick Perry. Mm. So I'm wondering if this is Ted Yoho's way of laying groundwork for future. Oh, we need a secretary of should the next administration be a Republican. Right. Right. This was, I think, his way of currying some favor so that people would remember that Ted Yoho was a real firebrand. He sure yelled at that AOC. I think maybe, but I think really he was just pissed off. He he just didn't like what she had to say and thought that she was out of her out of her lane, saying what she said, and decided to go up to her and bring her down a notch as a woman. I just feel like I mean, and this is me because maybe that maybe that is it. 
right? Yeah. Maybe maybe that is it. He saw a woman. He didn't like what she had to say and He'll decided he was going to let her know. Um, but it, and, and maybe that's all there is to the story. Maybe I'm trying to make it bigger because I can't understand why somebody would do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody says something to me, sure, I'll say something back, right? Mm-hmm. And if somebody has said something about me, sure, I'll go up to that person and say, I understand we need to have a conversation, right? Um, but if somebody gave a speech in their district about something, I mean, yeah, but I guess that's just all based on the person I am, and so I'm trying yeah. to like rationalize it as if I'm the person who approached AOC. What you know, there's got to be more than just I didn't like what you said. This makes me look like a superstar to this Roger Williams, who's going to be in politics for a long while. Maybe Roger Williams can make me the ambassador of Spain or wherever he might want to be secretary of something. But maybe it is just that straightforward. He hated AOC's language and didn't like AOC did uh, what do go. they call it not two birds with one stone but it's his peanut butter and his chocolate <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah yeah right. just just terrible um I will say that this is not the only fight in Congress but it's certainly one that has uh has found its place in the history books. So I was wondering like, well, what other fights have there been in Congress other than that one that we all remember from history class, which is the one Senator hit the other Senator with a cane prior (laughs) to the civil war. I don't remember that just before. Yeah. Um, And that seems to be the other big one. I mean, there probably are some other things. There's something about, in that same cane wrapping incident, some other senator had his wig snatched off of his head, <laughs> which is great, but only now happens on RuPaul sure Drag Race, I understand. I'm sure thing must happen a lot, but I don't know. I can't think of any examples, so maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I mean, let's just say it happens somehow, somewhere, on some level, and maybe just hasn't received this, this type of attention. Yeah, because AOC is such a... Um, a public figure. Well, and also the nation is so polarized. Yeah. So maybe not surprising there's some parallel to pre-Civil War conflict within Congress right. and now right. un-Civil War conflict <laughs> within Congress. I mean, I don't know. Right. But yeah, yeah. it's We're going to have to, our next apology is going to have to be not political, yeah. not racist, because they're too down. It's just like... It's too real. Um, At least Trump's not president anymore. Or is he? <laughs> That's depends. right. They did the face swap. I saw they face swapped oh. them out, and is Biden stuttering? Is is uh, Trump learning Biden's speech patterns? Because they did a face swap, and it's really Trump is really Biden, and Biden is really Trump, and whatever, whatever, you crazy people, you're nuts. I mean, honestly, it is just beyond. It's just beyond. And here's, I was thinking about this last night when, uh, when I was thinking like, okay, what are sort of my ideas around what's happening in the, with the Ted Yoho apology, uh-huh. right? And and this idea of men confronting, well, confronting, that doesn't feel like the word to use, men uh, verbally assaulting uh-huh. women, right? For, for no reason or for little reason. 
Um, and it was like, oh, well, maybe this is just the boomer culture dying and recognizing that they are dying. And I have to make it big. It's There's got to be like, you know, <laughs> a metaphysical, we esoteric. School, we thought when all the old people died, it would be great. But no, that didn't happen. The old people I'm going to say, so far, it's kind of not wrong. It's The old people have died, and it's worse than ever. Now, that, now we have new old people. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm always really surprised when I hear somebody my age with shitty opinions. It's like... <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You're supposed to be cool. <laughs> yeah, Come on. You really fucking care about that People get that a little issue? bit of money and a little bit of something, and they want to keep it, and they don't want anyone else to have anything in case it takes it away from them, and it's just stupid. It's just totally stupid, which is why I, society, I am officially dropping out. You're yeah. all on your own. Enjoy. You're taking your Mazel plants tov. and you're moving to Palm Springs. <laughs> I'm going to grow tomatoes and make <laughs> bread and uh, get drunk and high all the time. Um, okay. 24-7. I deserve it now. I deserved it when I was 20 as well. Yes. Yeah. Especially now. Yeah. I mean, I just, it's, it, it, it is going into not crazy land, but sort of, I mean, people take this shit personally. Ted mm-hmm. Yoho took what AOC said personally. Yep. Absolutely. And that's uh, not a professional thing to do. So who's sorry now? Oh, good question. Um, I do have an apology. All right. Uh, So I was trying to think about any time where I might have gone up to somebody and said, blah, 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 in their face and uh, and was wrong. Uh, And so my apology goes back to high school, weirdly. Yeah. Um, It is not you. I am sorry. My behavior towards you has always been impeachable, impeccable, and another M word that would rhyme (laughs) and give me an alliteration. Um, So it's to uh, Billy Martin, who was the publisher of our school underground newspaper called The Glass Goblin. Well, he wasn't called that at the time. No. uh, No. Pardon? I was just going to say, can, can we call him by his former name because he was using that name at the time? Um, I, I, the short answer is I don't know the protocols okay. around that. Okay. And so I just figured that rather than possibly dead name somebody, right. uh, I would just I would just use pronouns sure, and, sure, sure. and names that are appropriate and did not. Uh, what's the word? Uh preface this so that we could have an honest conversation about that aspect of of this as well okay, okay. Uh, because yes uh, Billy is openly transgendered and uh, and now uh, is very happy and, and situated so back in the day uh, Billy had a a school newspaper that he would like, Xerox and staple and yeah. I think it came out every week, right? Yeah. Uh and Billy was super picked on in high school. Super I mean it was so on. bad he had to change schools. Right? Yeah. Uh and I can remember my mother saying to me once, uh, wow, that child had better well, she didn't say that child, she said, you know, he had better be careful or he'll find himself uh burned in effigy at the school one day. And I was like, What's effigy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's when I learned what an effigy was. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, so anyway, so what uh, so what kids in high school would do would be shove notes into Billy's locker. And a yeah. lot of notes were like, you suck and die, the original death threats, right? Yeah. Pre-email. Um, and in Billy's newspaper, every week he had a cartoon that was something, I remember all of this, um, something about how the world exploded at the end, but John Lennon was kind of there to deliver a message of peace before the world exploded. And it was always about how John Lennon was so great, mm. right? So John Lennon was the cartoon character that had something wise and profound to say, but nobody listened to John Lennon, and then the world exploded. And that was always <laughs> the end of the cartoon. Um, and I got really tired of the world exploding and <laughs> John Lennon always being right. And so I put a note in Billy's locker that said, Dear Booby, uh, please stop with the cartoon or, or whatever. Love John, right? And I thought that that was really funny. <laughs> and I did it for two reasons. One, um, I didn't love the cartoon so much. Yeah. And two, I wanted to be part of like everybody else just do, shoving a note in the locker, right? I mean, because that was the thing. It was like what all the cool kids were doing. Right. And so... Billy approached me a couple of days later and was like, uh, hey, did you put a note in my locker? And I said yes, and I apologized. But that that weakness has stayed with me even through today. Wow. Um, and it is a small grain of shame that I carry forever in my soul. Um, I feel really horrible about uh the child that did that right that child grew up to be me and i'm already like trying to get some distance here but that child over there not me but yeah so that's my apology um because i feel like that's sort of akin to this as in approaching somebody who didn't do anything to me right just expressing their opinions right but i had something that they needed to hear Right. Um, I put a note in her his locker too, but I said how no. how I said how great I thought the zine was, and that I thought that they should keep doing it. He should keep doing it, and he he put a note in my locker back and said thank you for your support or something like that. So that is, you are the best person of all time. <laughs> I just thought you're that, so much better than I am. No, I just thought they probably could use some support, I guess. And I thought it was a great scene, so I wasn't lying. So, and then then he later became a famous author, and uh, so I'm yeah. right. <laughs> you were totally right, and that is so lovely. And you never mentioned that you put a note in his locker, and I was kind of embarrassed uh, that I put a note in somebody's locker to tell them how great I thought they were. I mean, that's kind of kind of nerdy. <laughs> oh hi, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> but now I'm glad I did. So yeah. Oh, now I'm glad you did too because yeah. I've never. So if it heard... comes from me, it comes from you too. So you're. Uh, Okay, good. You're exonerated. See how great I am, everybody? <laughs> I remember that she used to do cartoons like about things that were happening. He, I'm so sorry. He used to do no, cartoons. No, that's, that's okay. We're, I can help we're allowed to make mistakes. Okay, good. It, he used to do about cartoons intention. about things that were happening in his life, and he was dating um, my friend. Um, we'll call Pat? Pat, yeah. He was dating Pat at the time and had a cartoon about how Pat like was 
looking at some other girl in a some girl in a tube top or something in that you know it was like oh you don't want to be my boyfriend anymore or whatever it was like totally high school it was so funny but it was uh, I, I i for some reason that stuck with me i don't know why because probably because it seems like pat is the least likely person to to be like that but, to be a hound dog or whatever yeah yeah so yeah. i heard from pat not long ago and he seems to be doing pretty well so you shut up when we're off the air you're telling me everything okay because yeah. oh, I didn't mean you shut up. Like now, stop. <laughs> okay, I'm shut up. I meant more like shut the front door. Gosh, I'm so surprised. She Willikers. <laughs> but I don't have an apology except to say that. Of course not. <laughs> I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> you did nothing wrong. How could you? <laughs> I'm perfect. Um, I apologize. Something... I didn't put two notes of support in That's the right. locker. That's right. Two notes of support. I I do have kind of a apology. I would like the um, it's work related though, and I don't know how interesting it would be. Except the project that I'm on right now, we've already spent 38 hours, and I counted doing requirements requirements gathering for this project, and now they've hired a new um, person. Uh, to come in on the business side and that person wants to re-examine all the requirements which is going to to do 38 hours of requirements gathering and analysis is going to take us three weeks because you can't just do it all at once and you've got to find times around people's schedule and things like that so it took us three weeks the first time it's going to take us three weeks the second time so our project is probably now going to be three weeks late which is pissing me off because it doesn't have to happen that way but but at least you can point to why huh at least you can point to why. Oh, and yeah. It's a specific I can point work to the related person. reason. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Her. Exactly. That person. Um, so I'd like an apology from that person, but that's never going to happen. For being hired? <laughs> for being hired. Yeah, for being hired and for wanting to go over all the requirements again. When obviously she should just assume that they were done perfectly the first time. I mean, duh. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my, that's my apology. Well, that apology will be forthcoming in about three weeks' time. Yeah, when the project is late. Right. Okay. All right. So, All do right. You know well, what speaking we're of late, week? everybody. Do we want to do something happy and cheerful next week? We want to do something so stupid next week, <laughs> uh, and and completely cotton candy for the apology minded. All right. Awesome. Don't know what it'll be. We'll find out next week. Thanks everybody for joining us. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at ApologiesAccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at Apologies.Accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>